and you educate yourself to learn the dialogues, the talk tracks of somebody who's very educated in the space, mm-hmm. that projects widely rather than just saying, I want to be this, I want to do that. Well, you could say that all you want, but really it comes at the back end of education. Are you really doing the necessary steps to be that? Yep. And when you are doing the necessary steps, it shows mm-hmm. and people can see it and people will gravitate towards it. Welcome back to the Passive Road to Retirement. I'm your host, Andrew Jarrett. Today, we have RJ DeLeon. RJ has 15 years plus experience in business management, client relations, raising capital, construction, and project management. RJ is a savvy business owner, entrepreneur, and mentor. He's passionate about helping others achieve their potential in real estate, investing, and overall lifelong happiness. RJ, welcome to the show. What's up? Thanks for having me, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks for coming Super on. Super excited man. to be here. Absolutely, yeah. Great to have you. So now, so you you started out in construction, and then uh, kind of your fat found your path into multifamily. I believe maybe you can kind of detail how that worked out for you. Sure, actually. So I did not start in construction. Um, I was uh, by by education. I'm a commercial real estate accountant. So I spent about seven years with Jones Lang LaSalle and um, and Golubin Company, who Golubin Company owns about 10 billion assets across uh, the world. So um, that's really where I got my first understanding of the investments in the back end. I was doing fund level accounting for buildings like the John Hancock. In, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, yeah, in Chicago. So that's huge, you know. Yeah. Um, and from there, it was sort of a snowball effect. I was unhappy with my job at JLL. I wanted to get to the revenue side. I wanted to be a property manager. Actually, had a job offer from CBRE, but oh, it was good. in Philadelphia. And I mm. said, I, I can't do that. I, you know, I didn't, I was too fearful at the time. So I didn't take sure. the job, moved into corporate sales. Um, corporate sales is where I met my wife and my wife said, Hey, Hey, let's invest in real estate. And I was like, okay. And, um, from there, the necessity of the construction component is what got me to build a construction company, which, uh, you know, this year we're a million dollar revenue company. So awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Mm. Under three years, under three years. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> Thanks. Very nice. Yeah. So now construction-wise, do you uh, rehab your own deals, I'm assuming, as well? And what kind of you know rehabs do you do? Single family, all multifamily? You know, what, what do you look at? Sure. So my bread and butter is the um, uh, multifamily investor, the two to four unit residential size multifamily investor. That's not to say I haven't done my own deals. We did purchase an 18-unit and a 54-unit portfolio last year, to which I did a lot of that work. You know, I Mm -hmm. did a lot of roofing work, uh, masonry work. We gutted out a few few different units. So um, I'm very familiar uh, with the construction process now. And, uh, 
you know, when it comes to a three unit, four unit or an 18 unit, it, you know, all the mechanicals in the back end mm-hmm. are pretty much the same. So yeah, at least when it comes to a kitchen bath rehab, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome, man. So, well, you've got a lot going on. So I guess, you know, before we we dive into it, what are you most excited about right now in the real estate space? And is there anything that keeps you up at night? So I'm just excited at the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what market we're in, there's always opportunity to buy. You just have to buy right. So right now, there's a lot of fear in the market. There's a lot of people on the sidelines, which um, gives a huge opportunity to be able to network with the other operators that yeah. normally might be too busy to take your phone call. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, the operators that are in the same space and headspace as you and hey, what's going on with the market? What do you see? Let's talk. Let's let's have these conversations. And, uh, you know, right now, while there's some uncertainty in the market, it's definitely the right place, right time for you to make those connections to yep. build the relationships. So when those deals start flowing. Uh, when the opportunities hit, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, you've already built that relationship, that rapport. Mm-hmm. But let's go. It's go time. You know. Yep. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Are you ready to maximize your real estate investing to its full potential? Join us at Level Up REI Coaching and take your life and business to all new levels. Send an email to nick at leveluprecoach.com. That's nick, N-I-C, at levelupricoach.com. And speaking of, you just got back from a big conference, I believe, right? Yeah, that's right. Sayercon um, nice. out in Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. 440 people sold out. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of great connections out there, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I, the reason I was telling you I was so excited about that is because the host of that event, I actually mentored and I got him into real estate. Awesome. So he used to live in Chicago. I had We had a successful enter into the multifamily space, helped him rehab, uh, mentored him through the process. And then this subsequent sale, mm-hmm. um, you know, he exited the market at a great time. We got him out, um, you know, with a lot of equity in the building. Yeah. And now he's closing 92 unit deals, hosting 440 unit, uh, 440 people conferences (laughs) and, um, you know, gave me a huge shout out. So my heart goes out to him. I Mm -hmm. I love the kid. His name's Nelson Lynn. And that's the Sarah conference in, uh, we hosted it in Long Beach this year. Nice. Now is that a once a year conference or quarterly or how does, how does he host those? Yeah. So the setup there is, um, the nuance is actually, it's called the Subtle Asian Real Estate uh, Group. Um, hmm, okay. So Subtle Asian Real Estate, Sayer. Okay. And uh, he organically grew his Facebook meetup to about 17,000 members we may be at now. So right. he hosts a lot of different events across the country, whether mm-hmm. it's Atlanta, uh, Georgia, Florida, California. Um, And that's really why he's been able to grow the network so large. Mm -hmm. And the conference is once a year. Yep. Okay. Awesome. 
Now you yourself, I mean, you have a huge meetup in Chicago. You and John Kasman run it together. It's 3,500 plus people, right? That's correct. Yep. Um, how was, we uh, want to say we're over 3,500 people because of Facebook groups, 3,500, but we also have uh, probably around 1,300 on our meetup.com, uh, mm-hmm. which not everybody crosses over. So mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Now, a lot of people might want to start a meetup, but they're kind of scared. Maybe nobody's going to show up or they don't know what to do during the meetup. Do you have any suggestions for people, maybe how to start or what they should be doing at these to grow it that big? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to tell everybody out there, I, um, you know, I didn't start the meetup, but I joined on the very first meetup. Okay. And, uh, John and I took it and carried it forward. I had zero units when mm-hmm. I start when when I yeah. helped co-host that. I had zero okay. units. You know, I was really scared. I was timid, uh, but I was eager. Um, mm-hmm. And. The thing that John tells me is that, you know, a lot of people always say they, they'll do things or provide value or what can I do for you? But not everybody shows up. Sure. So what I did is consistently showed up. My wife and I, Nicole, consistently showed up, consistently helped grow um, to where John and I eventually took over that meetup fully about three months in. Hmm. And... um yeah, there there were multiple times. I remember a January meetup where there was eight people. Um, you know, it's just me, and my <laughs> wife, uh, John, uh, his wife G, and <laughs> three or four other people. Yeah, right. And we were just sitting there, like looking at each other. You know, <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but that's where persistence and positivity and perseverance really play a hand. Yes. So. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And we thought we'd be able to build such a viable, um, valuable uh, event in Chicagoland, and we have. And so now we're about 3,500 people. And before COVID, we had about 50, 60 people in attendance every single month in person. Nice. Okay. Oh, and then the rest are online. Um, or do you do like a Zoom component too? Or no, we we only did that because the COVID component. Oh, okay. um, so, uh, and we tried multiple different formats. Ultimately, what we found was the best was once a month, value add speaker, mm-hmm. networking. Okay. Um, and at the Pinnacle, we uh, took over Sully's house. It was a bar in uh, New City Center. And the whole upstairs. And wow. sometimes it was so packed you couldn't even couldn't even get in. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So yeah, it was packed wall to wall. Now, do you charge for your meetups or is there like a drink minimum or food minimum or anything like that? Or so that's something that we've always uh, struggled with because we always want to stay on the free education never a sales pitch. Um, So we have never charged for our actual meetups. We have had multiple sold out Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that's why we have to change locations, move locations, um, and and build really a great relationship with whoever vendor we're there with. And we just try to feed the bar, feed the restaurant as much as we can. We say, Mm -hmm. hey, take care of the bar. 
Um, it's always first to do on our housekeeping items. Please, please pay homage to the bar. Please take care of your bartenders, your hostess. They're they're hosting us for free. And, mm -hmm. you know, so we need to show them gratitude. I'm sure the business loves it too, bringing, you know, that many people in every month to, uh, <laughs> you know, spend oh, yeah. some money there. I'm sure they have no no problems with that. Yeah, we host on a Monday night too. So that's why we figured Monday, yeah. because a lot of bars, apart from Monday night football, mm -hmm. they more than welcome the business. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, we were talking before, uh, you know, we started recording here about mindset, which I'm yeah. very happy to talk to you about because I'm big in that. So I guess going back to that January meeting, whereas, you know, three, four people besides you guys, how did you overcome that mindset to grow it, you know, that, that big of, of a meetup? So I, this always goes back to perseverance and positivity mm -hmm. and, um, you know, having a plan. So at the basis, always keep a positive mind and learn from those experiences. What did we do? What did we do that was the same? Why do we think we didn't get people? Yeah. Ask people, ask groups. Um, but really, it was group effort. So it made it a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. Because if it was just me, um, maybe I would have given up. Maybe not. Yeah. However, again, it goes back to that. If you think you can, think you can't. You're right because your mindset is the thing that dictates or decides whether or not it's going to be successful. It's true. So it's a real easy thing to say. However, uh, because you don't see all the hard work, all the planning, all the downtimes, uptimes on the uh, behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but it really starts with whether or not you believe in yourself. Right. I had a guest on uh, last week, and I think it was he was saying you have like sixty or seventy thousand thoughts a day, and ninety five percent of those are negative. <laughs> Incredible, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a constant uphill battle. Um, mm -hmm. yep. so, um, the, the premise of what I always preach is that it doesn't matter if you have, if you're not worth a hundred million dollars or if you're just coming out of college, mm -hmm. we put on our pants the same way. We get up out of bed the same way. And we have the ability to control our thoughts, to tell ourselves positive notes or negative notes. Mm -hmm. And exactly, you know, it's a it's a practice that is a lifelong practice, and you have to consistently tell yourself, you know, I'm being down on myself. What's the opposite of this? I need to be cheery. How do I pull a positive note out of this? So, mm -hmm. yep, you know, glass half full instead of half empty, right? Exactly. Which is again one of those sayings, but like you don't realize how how much it's actually in like every single day life. Exactly. Every single day. Yep. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Once you learn the mindset, it kind of uh, changes your life really. Yeah, it does. So do you believe in the, you know, the law of attraction kind of what you, I'm assuming you do, you know, what you think about all the time is kind of what you become and what you attract to yourself basically. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, if we think about it uh, in terms of external, um, external features, functions, et cetera, um, you know, 
if you think you're going to be big and great and you educate yourself to learn the dialogues, the talk tracks of somebody who's very educated in the space, mm-hmm. that projects widely rather than just saying, I want to be this, I want to do that. Well, you could say that all you want, but really it comes at the back end of education. Are you really doing the necessary steps to be that? Yep. And when you are doing the necessary steps, it shows mm-hmm. and people can see it and people will gravitate towards it. Right. So, um, you know, somebody, it's something that we experience all the time and I'm sure you experience it all the time being, um, you know, who you are. Um, you know, people will come up to you and say a lot of different things and, uh, Almost immediately, you get to tell in their tone of voice how they care themselves, what they're Mm -hmm. saying, whether or not they're actually like on that path or on that journey or if they believe it. Exactly. So So we're talking, you know, about Bob Proctor and he always says it's your wavelength and energy, you know? Yes, exactly. You're on the same, you can tell with somebody if you're on the same, you know, wavelength or Mm -hmm. uh, mental energy, you know, versus somebody that's kind of negative. I can pick up on that quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've got a podcast too. Um, just came out Mindset Matters with you and a co-host. Maybe you could kind of tell us, you know, where we can watch that and, and a little bit of information about it. Sure. So we're on um Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. Um, you know, it was one of those things that I had a bunch of negative uh beliefs, <laughs> limiting beliefs. I still think a few of those early episodes we need to delete. <laughs> Um, but it's one of those, trust me. <laughs> same here, same here. <laughs> exactly. So we, um, you know, I got together with a co-host who said he'd like to do something and then took the actions towards it. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, I want the podcast to be about mindset. Mindset matters because again, like I said, doesn't matter who you are, what point in life you are. We all get up in the morning the same way. We all put on our pants the same way and we mm-hmm. all deal with the same limiting and negative beliefs. Yep. So I said, regardless of industry, even though we're in real estate, I want to talk about an entrepreneur's journey and mm-hmm. how many negative thoughts, like you said, that we have a day. Right. So, you know, people look at me like I'm successful, but they don't understand that, you know, I still have all those negative thoughts and I still get dragged down and there's still negativity floating around me and that it's a lifelong practice. Mm -hmm. So we bring on guests, um, we bring on guests and we talk about their mindset journey and how they overcome these same, the same battles and demons. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, to, to overcome that, you know, even, yeah, somebody who is extremely successful, you hear him say all the time, they still, I, I follow Ed Milet. I don't know if you've seen him, but he talks about it a lot on uh, Instagram. He still has like the inferiority complex. You know, he doesn't yep. believe uh, in himself sometimes, which is crazy because he's a billionaire, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's wild. Um, yeah. I, I saw um, one, I forgot his last name. He's an American businessman. His name's something Pena. I don't know if it's Daniel. Oh yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of his videos are a little uh, crazy and out there, but when, <laughs> when you hear him screaming about, um, 
you know, the, the mindset stuff and the journey. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's right. (laughs) (laughs) His message can be a little outlandish. Like the last one I saw, he's like, um, I could tell whether or not you're going to be a bum in two seconds. Show me (laughs) the friends you hang out with. You want to know why you're not amounting to anything? Because the bums you hang around with. Yep. And, you know, I'm sure he was dropping <laughs> F-bombs and stuff. But I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, that's strong. <laughs> I think it was him. Actually, I think I've seen that where he says, uh, you know, like, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. I think it was Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah, it's it was that totally one. true. Show me, your, yeah. Yeah. show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You want to know why you haven't amounted shit? Because the bums you hang around with. And yep. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's right. It's hard to hear, but he's got a point, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, now, do you have any uh, any daily habits that you do that kind of help you, you know, keep that mindset and become successful? I do. So, I was just turned on to a program called 75 Hard, Andy mm-hmm. Frisella. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of you guys that don't know him, he's the podcast host of the um, uh, COMF or something like that. He's crazy. He's got hundreds of episodes, top <laughs> podcast. Um, but he built a nutritional company and he's, he's sort of like a Daniel Penny. He's very hard, very firm. He has mm-hmm. a program where you drink a gallon of water a day, you work out twice a day, you take, um, it's more of a physical thing, okay. but it yeah. teaches you resilience and grit. Mm-hmm. So you take a progress picture every day and you read 10 pages a day. Oh, really? Um, of any book you want, basically? Of any book you want, but you have to read. So before I caught on to this, my wife's doing the program right now and I mm-hmm. just started as well. Before I did that, I mean, I'd get up early, 5 a.m. I'd mm-hmm. wake up, I'd drink a 32-ounce glass water. I would read a book, um, I would come to my computer, meditate, do some stretches. Not all the time. The stretches and meditating were like a here and there thing. Yeah. Um, but I would make sure, I would make sure before I looked at my phone, before I checked my emails, mm-hmm. I definitely was drinking water, doing my daily habits, affirmations, all yep. of that stuff before I opened up my phone, emails, and got sucked into the world because. Right. Yeah. You know how that is. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Usually it's not great stuff in there, right? It's not great <laughs> stuff. Um, the real estate guys have a, a great saying importance is the tyranny of time. Oh, wow. And, um, and really, that saying just means like when you're coming off a podcast or really high and you want to use that energy and momentum to go forward, but then yeah. you come back home. And mm-hmm. then, you know, your task list is now twice as large. Yeah. You know, the importance to getting that it takes away from your time and, and your effort and like then degrades um, that energy and focus that you had coming mm-hmm. out of these, these networking events. So yeah, that's a good point. that one's always stuck with me. Um, that one's stuck with me for sure. Mm-hmm. It is true. Yeah. You leave a conference and you're pumped up and just everyday life kind of, kind of beat you down a little bit from that high, you know, it can happen oh, yeah. quick. It's, yeah. Happens really fast. Mm-hmm. So I try to warn a lot of the newbies about that. Yeah. Cause it's happened to me way too many times. And, um, 
you know, the difference between a professional and amateur, this is out of war of art. Mm -hmm. Um, The difference between professional and amateur is they recognize, they could recognize that immediately and they take action quicker. So Mm -hmm. not only the fact that they treat it like their passion, like a profession, Mm -hmm. but uh, that's what I've come to find, like the difference between Uh, myself and maybe somebody starting out is the ability to recognize opportunity, but not just that, take action on the opportunity. Mm -hmm. We all all take that time and like grow at different uh, paces. And that's something that, you know, your ability to take action immediately is going to separate you from the rest of the herd. Mm Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, take action. If you fail, get back up and try again. But that's usually how you learn instead of just yeah, back. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> cool. Now you do. Uh, you raise a lot of capital. Um, maybe you could speak on experience you've had raising capital, how you got started, and maybe how somebody could get started that's never raised before. Sure. So. I feel like I'm dropping a lot of names this this podcast, but <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I was just at the GOB conference and I had the pleasure to uh, interview Jay Scott on hmm. a podcast. Yep. And what we talked about was brand marketing. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I'd love to talk about that. That was his passion to talk about. And uh, it, it, You know, I am very happy I did that because it got me to think internally about how I've naturally marketed myself Mm -hmm. um, from even before real estate. And the biggest point there was, um, you know, you want to be genuine Mm -hmm. and you don't want to burn bridges. And the fact that I was always a genuine uh, guy, I was always honest, and everybody saw me as having a high amount of integrity. It didn't matter that I went from RJ, the guy at the bar every single weekend, dancing on tables, you know, buying bottles. Right. It didn't matter that I went from that guy to a capital raiser because hmm. people that actually knew who I was knew I was a good guy. Yeah, it's true. So it was an easy transition. So then when friends and family saw me transition into this very professional business-minded individual, um, they had their guard down and wanted to reach out and ask me, what am I doing? RJ, what are you doing? You know, Hmm. friends that I haven't heard from. The guy, so the the gentleman that got my construction company off the ground, Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't talked to him for maybe eight, nine, ten years from, oh, wow. from college. And he saw that I was doing real estate stuff and I was posting, you know, just my daily rehabs. Sure. And he was the very first job. He's the reason I uh, created an LLC because he reached out and he said, Hey, RJ, I see you're doing all these things. You know, I would love to see if you could help me out at my house. So. Yeah. And I was very upfront and honest with them. I said, yeah, you know, I'm very new at this stuff, but I do have a team and uh, I'll let you know if we can do it. And that ended up turning into my very first job as an LLC and Hmm. was the catalyst for my construction company. It's the only reason I have a construction company. Because I was, because 
we were working in a condo building um, just like within Cook County city limits, just outside O'Hare. And I said, liability purposes, I need to create an LLC and get insurance, make mm-hmm. sure I do this right. Yeah. Yep. And hmm. so if that story right there isn't proof that, hey, it all starts with who you are as a person, integrity being genuine. And the message that Jace got told me is a lot of these guys, they put on personas. Yeah. But I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. And I could never juggle a persona. Sure. So, and who I am is what people want because, you know, I have integrity. I have honesty. I'm an open guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically the guys that put on different personas that maybe have an alter, al- ulterior motive. That makes sense. So I guess I maybe I got a little bit off topic there, but I'm saying from the brand marketing, from capital raising, it really matters on your relationships. Mm-hmm. People don't always invest in the asset. They invest in the people. Yeah. It's very much a people game. I think I've heard that. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but it's like the know, like, and trust triangle. They have to know you, like you, and trust you and to be able to you. place capital with you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you're playing at these higher levels. Yeah. You know, these guys that play at higher levels, they'll cut you a $500,000 check. Uh, right. You know, and <laughs> not even know what the asset is. Yeah. You know, Just because they, they place money with you before they trust you and they like you. Mm-hmm. So the so one thing you think you could for somebody starting out is maybe just post what they're doing. Maybe they're just getting into real estate, you know, attending events or reading about real estate or something like that. And just kind of, you know, keep their brand. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So at, if you're, if you're talking about actual habits to get you into it. So, so the brand marketing is something that I do naturally and it just sort of fell upon me. I was always social media guy. Mm-hmm. But if you are not that person that that it's very open on the social networking, if you're very private, then it really has to do with the law of attraction, surrounding yourself with the individuals that are where you want to be mm-hmm. and learning and educating yourself in the space because nobody's going to take your hand and uh, nobody can learn for you. Right. And it's very rare that somebody's going to take your hand and lead you there unless you're paying for their mentorship. Mm-hmm. Good point. So if you're looking for free education, it's out there. You yeah. know, I got to where I am today and I, I have not, uh, up until last year, I did not pay for a single mentor mindset mm-hmm. class mentorship program or anything. Wow. All YouTube and just podcasts and... All podcast uh, books uh, and networking education. Mm-hmm. I'm very good live and in person. I'm mm-hmm. an extrovert, so yes. anytime I'm in these environments, I get energized. Mm-hmm. So find your medium because there's a lot of introvert people out there that yeah. need to step away from a 400 person conference and can't handle that. So right. if you can't handle that. Find your medium. Is it one-on-one phone calls? Is it spaced out? Is it the education materials? And the, at the end of the day, you just got to be able to talk the talk, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Walk. You got to talk the talk before you walk the walk. 
because right. the talking means you're educating and means you have the knowledge, book knowledge at least, mm-hmm. to go into your profession. That's what the whole education system is based on. Yep. Why doctors have eight-year degrees and me as an accountant, I you know, why I have a master's degree in accounting. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, you know, that's exactly it. And it kind of comes back to your point earlier about the five people you hang around with. If you want to be a real estate investor, maybe add two or three to your five people, all right? Yeah. <laughs> or get rid of a couple. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> show me your friends, I'll show you your future. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so I got one more question for you, then we'll get into our, our five to thrive. Awesome. Uh, if you could step in my shoes for the interview, what's one question you would ask yourself that I did not ask you? Ooh, that's a, wow, that's a good one. <laughs> um, that is a good one. So I, a lot of people, oh, man. You stumped me. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, so it, it, I guess it's about dealing with hardships, right? So how do you deal with hardships? How do you get up and move the needle forward every day? Uh, what do you do when you take a big loss? Um, mm. And I guess everybody has their grieving cycles, grieving periods. Everybody goes through it uh, differently. Mm-hmm. So the way that I like to do it is I'd like to get over it as quickly as possible by saying, is this something I can control? Yeah. If it's something I could control, then I need to create a plan and action steps to control myself out of this situation. Mm -hmm. However, if it's something that I can't control, it's okay to grieve, but I need to figure out a way to move forward. Sure. So, and everything's a learning experience. You know, I cannot say that enough. I cannot Mm -hmm. say that enough. Any losses that you take, don't look at it as a loss. You know, it's cliche. Look at it as a learning experience. But, um, you know, there is definitely learning and growth around every single corner, whether positive or negative. Yep. And that's how you grow. Like you said, experiences. And maybe next time you'll have that situation again, you'll know how to handle it better. Yeah. But you got me. I got to admit, you got me. (laughs) At the beginning, I was like, oh man, what? (laughs) (laughs) So RJ, how can people contact you? So my email is contact at EJC Partners. It's my construction company. It's sort of hidden by the mic. I don't know which way to go. All right, there we go. <laughs> so very easy, contact at EJC Partners uh, or find me on Facebook. I am very, very active on Facebook. I am an old man. I am nearly 40 years old. So Facebook is my medium. Um <laughs> Find me on Facebook. I'm very responsive on there. Also LinkedIn. Okay, great. So now we come to our five to thrive. So this is a word association game. So I'm just going to rattle off five words and just give me the first word or phrase that comes to your mind. But the only thing is you cannot repeat your answer twice. I feel like you're going to get me here too. All right, (laughs) let's go. All right, ready? The first one, L-O-I. Make it. (laughs) Interest rates. 
they suck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Especially lately. <laughs> yeah. Cash flow is king. Agreed. Cash reserves. Gotta have it. And multifamily real estate. Uh, generational wealth. I like that. Nice. So, RJ. Yeah. I, I feel like I give you phrases instead of words, but no, uh, those were good. <laughs> I <liked> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interest rates, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay back interest rates on debt, especially yeah, right exactly. now. Especially uh, at these rates. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. It was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, dude, it was a pleasure. I'm really glad we connected and um, look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. See you guys.